we always have to ask ourselves, why am I doing, what am I doing? Why am I doing this mitzvah? Am I doing it just because of ulterior motives? That it just benefits me? Not to say that a mitzvah shouldn't benefit us, of course it does, but is that our motive? That's an ulterior motive that doesn't stand before God. What is the ultimate motive? Is that we're doing it for God. Therefore, there has to be some kind of mindfulness of love and fear. Love meaning wanting to connect to God and fear meaning not wanting to be disconnected from God. That's the concept of fear. Right? Not disappointing God. I mean, that's part of it. Fear means the fear of disconnect. Right? Like the child who's in the mall with their parent and the parent uh, kind of went a few steps ahead and the child is not holding the hand of the parent and all of a sudden, wait, where's my, where's my parent? And there's this sense of dread of being disconnected from your parent. That's not a fear of disappointment. That's just a fear of disconnection. Right? So that's more what it is. I mean, disappointment can fit in with it, but not so much uh, in this notion. Um, but then there's also kind of the middle ground. Are we just kind of used to doing this mitzvah? So coming to learn Tanya on a daily basis, maybe we just got into habit and it became habit forming, which on one hand is amazing that mitzvah should be a habit. You know, we have a habit to eat, right? We have a habit eat breakfast, we have a habit maybe to eat lunch and supper, uh, you know, we, we have these habits. Um, and that a mitzvah becomes a habit? On one hand, that's amazing. That's beautiful. And it should be. But on the other hand, the problem with that is we might only be doing it out of row. We might only be doing it because this is sort of where I yeah, kind of just naturally do it and I'm not doing it because I want to bond with God. I'm not doing it for the connection, lishma, for its own sake, meaning that the mitzvah is about the connection. The word of the mitzvah is the mitzvah itself, meaning the connection in the mitzvah. That's its reward. So we need to sometimes take time and you know and think about that and at least. Um, bring that to mind. So that's why we're learning Tanya. That's why we give charity. That's why we, we pray in order to have that bond, that connection. And when we are motivated by that and also at the same time motivated because we don't want to have to be disconnected, so that's love and, and fear, then uh, our mitzvah ascends on high. It's an illuminated mitzvah. It ascends on high, either to the world of Bria, your world of Yitzira, as we've spoken previously. It has an eternity to it. Whereas if we just do the act of the mitzvah, in the moment, there is a bond. There's a connection. Absolutely. 
because, hey, you put on the tefillin, you lit the Shabbos candles, but it's not illuminated, so it doesn't have an eternity to it. Now we're going to get more into this and seeing how we can have, even if we've missed opportunities, uh, to bring eternity to the good mitzvahs that we do, that we can still do that. It's never too late. We still have the opportunity. We have the opportunity, as we will learn more about that in forthcoming classes. Okay, questions? Um, Rick, you don't fear God, but I sure fear some actions of humankind. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we should reverse that. Maybe we shouldn't fear any human, even though it's human to do that. It's godly not to fear humans and to fear only God. Famous story: The Baal Shem Tov, he said that his his parents passed away when he was a very young boy. At five years old, he was an orphan. But he remembers very clearly that his father told him, "Don't fear anyone or anything, only but God." And at five years old, that was a mantra of his. You know, we say, so he would go into the forest and and meditate there as a young child. And people would ask him. His elders would ask him. He's Shrelik. Be careful. You have to be, you know, it's fearful out there. You don't know what you're going to encounter. He says, no, my father told me not to be afraid of anything. I'm a no one. Nothing except God. Now, again, the fear, I want to point out, of course, in Judaism, there is fear of punishment. There is that concept. There is, um, but that's not at all part of Tanya, right? The fear of that we speak about here, and so which we're going to get into in a couple in a, in chapter forty-one at, at great length. We'll delve into that, but it is uh, a fear of separation from God, right? And it goes hand in hand with love, by the way. Because if you really love somebody, then you fear the separation from them. You don't want to be separate from them. Right? That's what also holds you back, what makes you bite your tongue and refrain, that when to say something nasty to someone who you love, you won't. You won't say something nasty, not because you love them, but you fear the separation. So you bite your tongue and don't say that nasty thing. Love won't hold you back. Fear of separation will. Uh, Denise, fear meaning disappointment. Yeah, so, um, so here it doesn't really mean disappointment. It means separation. Uh, disappointment, there is a concept in that, but not here. Not here. Okay. How did they deal with guilt of disappointing Hashem? Mm. Good question. 
Good question, Davida. How do you deal with guilt? Disappointment. So guilt, so if we know that guilt that we feel because we have disappointed God, if we are aware, and this is important, that that guilt is not coming from a good place, it's actually coming from the Yitzhahar, from the evil inclination, and trying to trip you up. Evil inclination doesn't want you to do bad, but wants you to feel guilty afterwards and therefore feel worse. And thinking, oh, you know, what, what could be of me? No. We have to remove guilt. Now, ownership is, is one thing. Ownership is not feeling guilty. Ownership is dealing with it. So deal with it. The guilt, there's no place. No place. That's very important. Thank you for bringing that up because it's very important. Very important. Rick, you're so nice. Okay. Bella has a question. Okay, Bella. What if you're too tired to do a mitzvah, but you know that it's the right thing to do, so you push yourself to do it anyway? You get more credit in God's eyes. Okay, so we're not talking about credit over here because if you're looking for credit, um, that means you're doing it for the credit. And whereas there is room in Judaism to do things for the reward, which is the credit, right? That's um, a elementary level of Jewish observance. Now, better that, that you give charity so you can get the credit, get the credit note, right? Better to pray to God or learn Tanya because, you know, it's going to get you some divine credit, and especially if you pushed yourself to do it, better to do that than not doing it. Yes, that is true. However, that's all called Lishma. That is um, self-directed because the motivation is the reward the personal reward but as we learned yesterday the schar mitzvah mitzvah the reward of the mitzvah is the mitzvah itself the attachment to god that we have through the mitzvah so lishma meaning to do it for its own sake meaning for god's sake means to do it for god well doing it for god means for the connection to god the bond that we have with God, and therefore, um, or the bond that we are creating through doing this. And that is uh, the, the motivation that we're speaking about over here. Now, sometimes we have to push ourselves and we, because we don't want to do something and we do do it, 
Will there be a greater reward? Yes, absolutely. But your intent should not be for the greater reward. Your intent should be because this creates a deeper bond with Hashem. Right? By the way, the bond is there anyways, right? In the Acts of the Mitzvah, there is a bond, but it's not, this is a much deeper, more illuminating bond. That's what you want to have. Right? Thank you, Bella. Excellent question. David, how does one fear losing the connection if they never experience connection? Uh, hmm. 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 I'm sure we've all had a sense of being connected to someone or to Hashem at a point, at some point, somewhere in our lives. You know, some people may be much more deeply connected kind of people and they more deeply feel things, while others don't as deeply feel things. That's okay. That's not a problem. We've all had it, though. Whether it's fully in the heart or partially, whatever it is, we've been there, so we know what that means, what that feels like. And we know when we feel that disconnect, you can sense it. You can sense a disconnect when you've done something to someone. So, um... Think about that, and that will help us. That will help us tremendously. Thank you, David. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Wow. So Jay says he disagrees. If we don't feel guilty after committing us the sin, and there's a risk of becoming full of self and arrogant. So, Sanjay, um, the, the, the concept of guilt, uh, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> the concept of, of, of guilt um, is, a, um, is a feeling. Guilt is a feeling, right? It's a feeling uh, of being guilty, right? And and like you, you know, say, right? You know, if we if we're not guilty uh, and we don't feel it, then we're going to be full of ourselves and, and not take care of things. So I'm not suggesting for a moment that the guilt should be replaced with any kind of arrogance. So the guilt can be in a moment. But then it needs to transfer itself, the feeling of that guilt, immediately to ownership and fixing what needs to be fixed. So that's different than, you know, that we lament in our guilt. I think that's uh, where, where what we need to appreciate. And often we just feel guilty and we don't deal with it. We just feel bad about it. But we don't work on it we don't improve ourselves we don't own it so yeah there's there can be a moment of guilt but it should be a very short moment because the guilt does not help 
the guilt is only the 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 transition stage from doing something wrong feeling the moment guilt and then owning right if it's a prolonged guilt then um there's a good chance you're not going to own it and deal with it and work to be, improve yourself i hope that brought clarity uh jake but uh, thank you for bringing that up Um, Vicky, I'm doing anything, not doing anything for others unless I desired with heart and soul. It's the same for God, or mindful of God, or both. Yes, correct. Correct. Uh, John, if we do not fear or stand in awe of God, should we not want to be, want to want to fear God? Thank you, John. Yes, very good. Um, if we don't have that sense of fear, so we should want to want it. Yes. We're going to speak on how we're going to get there, chapter 41. Okay, so hang on to that. Gita, please um, only uh, make comments here that are Tanya related. Okay. So they get deleted anyway, so it's no point. Uh, Jay, like, it's like pain. It tells you something is wrong. Yes. Again, but, oh, 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 you know, if you dwell on the pain... You're not getting your tooth fixed. Go get it fixed. Yes, uh, very good. Instagram, more questions. Um, is God's punishment an active or passive one? I mean, if God actively causes something or revokes his protection so bad things happen, um good question can be both ways can be both in the end it's both active in other words god's allowing this all right amazing okay Tim, please join, uh, share with us, Tim. Hello, Rabbi, I have a question. Go ahead. Um, I'm not sure how it fits with our lesson today, but maybe you can help me. Uh, as it, there's times of the, the month that, that I, fi I feel more connected and 
times of the month that I, I really don't feel connected at all. Right. And, uh, you know, I know it, it's, it's Nissan and, and at the beginning of the month, it seems like, you know, I'm like the moon. It's like a little sliver, you know, it's, and that's, that's how I, I, my, my mood is, is not where it needs to be. I'm wondering, is there a concept of mood in Judaism and how, how can this relate to our connecting and disconnecting with God? So, you know, there is, uh, you know, we have 12 months of the year because there's 12 tribes and 12 zodiac signs based on the 12 tribes. Um, yeah, yeah. And and therefore there is, um, you know, as the moon waxes and wanes, there is a, you know, different time uh, of, uh, of, of divine light that enters in the world and, and, and uh, it infuses, you know, us with, um, with God's light and there's, you know, it, it waxes and wanes. So there is this, you know, concept uh, of, of nature. Now, what we're learning over here is how to rise beyond that. How do we rise above and beyond that? How do we not limit ourselves to what our nature is? Nature in, you know, in our personal nature and nature in the nature of the world. So this, this waxing and waning, you know, moods in our individual lives are, are part of, you know, that's natural. That's natural, exactly. And okay. all we're trying to be, what we're trying to do over here is be unnatural, Unnat unnatural, unnatural, unnatural. Okay. In other words, godly, godly rises above so the, na the natural. We need to be turned on. <laughs> exactly. All <laughs> the time. All the time. Connected. We have the capacity Connected. for that. We have the capacity for that. And that's what the Tanya is here to give us the wherewithal that in fact we are. Now, you know, uh, and in fact, we are, is what we're working to, in fact, be that way. And, you know, slowly but surely, we are becoming more and more yeah. that way. And it pro probably, you know, throw the feeling aside that I feel disconnected and, and just just have the attitude of, of being connected and doing what I need to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just be what we are truly. <laughs> okay, good. Um, thank you. Hey, thank you. Um, David, would putting on, fill in with another, give a sense of connection? Um, yeah, when you do a mitzvah with another, you help another with a mitzvah, in a sense, sometimes helps us to be even more connected doing for another yeah to do a mitzvah with another like put on tefillin or or you know the like all right thank you david michael please share uh, when we do the mitzvot without kavana is um do we get on the pedagogic uh, effect like when we uh, when parents tell their children uh, order your room do your homework eat healthy they uh, do it that the children later uh, do the same and uh, that they uh, get the lesson. When is it that when we uh, do the mitzvot without kavana, 
that our character doesn't change. Like children who do only what they are. Right. They do what their parents are. Okay. Yes. Yeah, if you're just doing it um, without intent, so um, there is it's a real refinement of the individual, right? Because what, what is the, the greatest refinement that there can be for an individual? Well, what is the base human condition? The base human condition is that I'm thinking about me. I do things for that are good for me. That doesn't mean that I'm not kind to you. I'm kind to you because it's good for me to be kind for whatever reason, whether reciprocity or for feeling good or getting brownie points good, whatever it is, you know, um, it's all about me. When you do a mitzvah lishma, for God's sake, that means I am not doing it for me and my benefit. That doesn't preclude that we don't that it's we don't get benefit. We get benefit, but that's not my intent. That's not my mindfulness. My awareness is to do it for the connection with God. That is the greatest refinement there could be. That I'm not now self-absorbed, self-centered, um, but I am God-centered. So that is the primary manner in how we can truly refine ourselves. And that's why if we do something out of rote, even though it's a good act, it's, you know, it's a wonderful thing that we did, right? We study Torah because uh, we come to Tani every day because we kind of got used to it. Or we, um, you know, give charity, uh, you know, mind, mindless, uh, you know, putting into a pushka every day before we pray because we got accustomed to it. Um, and likewise praying, you know, that's just part of the routine, you know, that you do. So even though the act is, is a good act, but the refinement, um, is not a refinement of transforming me from being a self-directed individual that's seeking things that are benefiting me to doing it out of a desire to bond with God. To connect with him and not to be disconnected from him so that is the greatest form of refinement that there can be um the greatest form of of refinement um yeah so thank you thank you uh john and then vicky I'm assuming so that since we will still have Rosh Chodesh and the blessing of the new moon, however, I'm, okay, I'm not certain I got that question. Oh, will the moon continue to have phases after Mashiach comes? Ah. Seemingly it will, uh, seemingly it will, but what that means, I'm not sure. It's a good question, John. I don't know. I know how to answer it. I would say yes and no, like all good Jewish answers. It will and it won't. Um, sorry, I don't know more. I have to think about find out. Or Mashiach come today and we'll know. Okay? <laughs> That's the best solution. 
Vicky, uh, but doing it for the connection is for myself. It is the best thing I can do for myself because connection with God is so gratifying. Very true, Vicky. Very true. But, um, it, and as I said, it doesn't mean doing it for God's sake to doing a lishma in order to be connected, bonded with God. It doesn't mean that we don't benefit. We do. We do benefit, absolutely. I guess the, the limit test will be in a time when I don't want to do it and I still do it, right? Will I still do it? So then that will be a sign that I'm not just doing it for my, you know, for my self-gratification, okay? All right, folks, amazing stuff. We will continue our conversation tomorrow. We're looking forward uh, to continue our discussion. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine, coming to you for Chabad Zichin Kedeshim in Montreal, Canada, where it's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. Have a wonderful day. Don't forget to say the Nasi, third day of the month. Don't forget Rambam today at 1 p.m. And uh, we will continue our conversation. Be well. God bless.